Hey everybody, welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, so glad to have you back with me on episode 122 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming the everyday challenges that we face in life. It's awesome to have you with me. Would love for you to check out LanceBain.com for more resources. You can get a copy of today's handwritten show notes and uh, check out other podcasts and communicate with me. And you can also subscribe through the multiple platforms where you can pick up your local podcast. Episode 122, I'm excited about today's talk, everybody. It's practical and I hope it will be helpful for you. One of the things that I have a reputation for in the areas where I lead is being intentional and asking good questions. Those are skills that I've developed over time and a mindset. I've not always necessarily been intentional and I've not always asked questions. I kind of think I know it all sometimes, (laughs) but asking questions and being intentional has been very valuable for me in my growing leadership. And one of the things that I have the privilege of doing on a regular basis is communicating. I share almost a weekly message. My leadership medium is a local church. And so I'm the primary communicator on Sundays for our church. Plus I have staff meetings and development meetings. And so I want to share with you today some intentional thoughts that can help you be a more effective communicator. So here's a couple of things I've learned in 30 years of some form of of leadership. Oftentimes we communicate and we don't really think about what we're communicating. Our communication is really motivated and moved by emotion, by urgency, by circumstance, by pressure, uh, by disappointment, by not getting from others what we feel like we need. And I think if we were to pause and be a little more intentional in our communication, whether that's a conversation with our spouse, a family member, a a child, a friend, a staff meeting, a development meeting, if, if you have a form of public communication, how can you be more thoughtful and more intentional to really bring your best self, your best thoughts, the best opportunity to have a really meaningful conversation, a fruitful conversation, if you will. And I've learned some tips along 30 years of communication that I apply to many, many of my conversations. Now, one of the things I do is I recognize, look, if 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 I'm just in the hallway, you know, passing by and we just stop and small talk, then I'm not utilizing what I'm doing right now. What I want to share with you today are the kind of thoughts that I think should be helpful, the kind of ideas that you should employ if your conversation is more significant and more urgent. If there's a decision that has to be made or you're wrestling for connection or you have to do brave confrontation, or maybe you need to be thoughtful and intentional and proactive on a public communication to a small group or to a larger group. How can you bring your thoughts to those places that it's going to really generate the kind of results that's what you're hoping for and what other people really want? 
And so I want to share with you just a little outline, if you will, on how to best think through that intentionally so you bring your best self and your most helpful thoughts to that conversation. So years ago, I was listening to a presenter speak, and he talked about how a friend of his was often giving public remarks and just simply wasn't getting the kind of results he had hoped for. And in a moment of reflection, he really began to examine one of the great communicators. And he felt like, let me just examine how this great communicator puts together their speeches, their teachings, their remarks, their presentations, and see what I can learn. And when he studied that, he began to recognize there are three common points that this speaker would always employ. One is they would establish common ground with the audience, with the group they were speaking to. Second, they would tell the audience what they know to be true. And then thirdly, they would point them to a more superior reality or a superior truth or a better way of thinking or a better way of seeing something. And so I want to talk with you today about those three ideas because I, I want to show you how I employ them and how I think if you apply these to your communication, they'll really help you. establishing common ground. So what do we mean by that? So almost every week when I have to give a public message or I'm in some kind of conversation that there's some weight to it, whether it's a development conversation or a staff meeting, uh, all staff meeting once a month, casting vision, celebrating, whatever it is, I want to establish common ground. And I, I, I write that down. How can I establish common ground? I, I want to, I want to, I want to ask this question, what do we have in common? Because I want to know what links us together, me and the group I'm speaking to. And there are a number of answers to that question. Let me give you a few topics, if you will, that can help you think through that culture. Maybe it's a a family dinner, a family meeting, a conversation with your child. That's what you have in common. Maybe it's a common purpose or maybe it's a common relationship you have. I want to establish common ground. I want you to hear from me and to feel for me that, hey, we have something in common together. There's something that we share that brings us together. And then I create vocabulary and, vocabulary and stories. And I really get very intentional about framing my language about what we have in common. And I actually will say that. Hey, here's what I believe we have in common today. And then I lay it out. And, and you can feel it pulls people in. You're now not just a distant speaker, pro- professional about something or an expert about something, but you're beginning to create a human connection and a human bond. People sort of open their hearts up a little bit and they say, oh, yeah, we do have that in common. Okay, yeah. And it, it, it sort of warms the room. It warms their heart. It warms your heart. And you feel connection because – Communication, whether it's a large group, small group, one-on-one, the heart of communication is that you want to connect heart-to-heart and you want to bring value to other people. So when you talk to your spouse about a budget issue or something significant or you're talking to your team or you're sharing a teaching with your small group or you're giving a large public presentation, think about the very beginning of your remarks, how you're going to establish common ground.
Secondly, once you've established common ground, think through telling your audience or the individual or the small group what they know to be true. Now, this is not saying that you agree with the truth. This is not saying that what you're experiencing, what you're believing, what you're seeing is ultimate truth. It's simply a recognition that what you're seeing, feeling, experiencing feels true to you. And this can be positive or negative. It doesn't always have to be something negative or something positive. And this is not a, a judging statement. You're not making a judgment. It, it, it's, it's not uh, adding validity to whatever it is that, that, that they are experiencing, seeing, or feeling. It's just validating that to that individual, this feels true. So, for example, it would be very easy for me to stand up in my large organization on a Sunday morning when I'm giving a, a, a presentation to a larger group is to say something like, here's what I know to be true for all of us. We want to make a difference in the lives of other people. Here's what I know to be true in your life and in mine. Sometimes life is unfair. This is very similar to establishing common ground. The difference that I believe is that when you're telling someone what they know to be true, you're simply making a statement about current circumstances, current dreams, purposes, or goals. When you're establishing common ground, you're just simply saying, hey, this is what we have in common. Um, you know, what we have in common is that we all live in this particular city. People are like, oh, yeah, we do all live in that. And I recognize that within our city, we face these challenges. Yeah, 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 that's common ground. And here's what I know to be true about that is that sometimes we feel powerless about what to do around these common problems. Yeah, 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 that's right. You see, just that simple two or three sentences has made a connection between the presenter and the listener. And their heart opens up. You, 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 maybe they open their ears up just a little bit more because they, they have a feeling that, while wow, this person understands where I'm coming from. They recognize the challenges that I face in life. And I do this, like I say, or literally, if you were to, you'll look at my show notes, I write on a blank piece of paper every week, ECG and KTBT, Establish Common Ground, Know to Be True. And I think through how can I meet my audience where they are, meet my this individual staff member where they are, meet this small group where they are, meet my larger staff meeting where they are, and then bring them and lead them into a better place, lead them into a conversation that reinforces connection, that brings illumination to a certain topic or a certain issue or a certain opportunity. It brings celebration to the goals that we have accomplished and the great things that are happening. I would encourage you, the next time you're going to give a public presentation or you're going to have simply a staff meeting or just a catch-up conversation with your spouse or significant other or best friend, think about these two thoughts. What do I have in common with this person? And what do I need to tell them that I believe to be true for us? And then thirdly, I want to point them to a higher truth. I want to point them to something more significant, something that seems to be superior, if you will, a superior thought, a superior perspective, a healthier way of seeing, thinking, feeling than what it is that we know to be true. Okay. 
So we've established common ground. We've told people what we know to be true. And many times that's just sort of the introductory remarks of my public presentation. I don't spend a lot of time on that, but it does warm up the room to, hey, I can relate to this individual. What they have to say might be really helpful because they know where I'm coming from. They have a handle on what's going on in my life. And then the third is to point to a new truth, point to a a new opportunity or a new way of thinking or a new decision. A great skill in this area of pointing to a new truth is coaching. It's asking good questions. It's listening. It, it's really looking for where's there's where's there inspiration and aspiration and opportunity. Where do those things exist? Now, I want to break down point to a new truth or a higher truth, um, an absolute truth, if you will, or or healthy opportunity, something that's inspirational and aspirational. I want to break that down into three sub points that I also apply. I've established common ground in my notes or in my mind. I've thought through what I know to be true about us, about this individual, and I want to meet them in that place. I want to have a conversation or give a presentation that leads us into a better, healthier place than where we are right now, a more clarified place. You, you, you have to establish that goal, and that, that's where you're meeting someone and then moving them to that conversational goal, pointing to this new truth, this new opportunity. And here are three subpoints that I think will really help you be successful at that. Subpoint number one is no. And I learned this from John Maxwell. He talked about when he gives a presentation, he always thinks through three things. What do I want people to know? What do I want people to feel? And what do I want people to do? Know, feel, do. I learned that from Mr. Maxwell and his leadership teachings. And I employ that. I apply that almost to 100% of the public presentations I give. It. The beauty of this is it causes serious reflection about what are you trying to accomplish in your conversation? What are you trying to accomplish in your presentation? And these ideas keep you from being a mile wide and an inch deep to actually focusing in on something maybe more specific and going deeper in that. So you may only be five feet wide, but you might be 50 feet deep instead of five miles wide and only inches deep, if that makes sense. And so what do you want people to know? What is the higher truth, the clarified point, the opportunity? What do you want people to know? What are the facts? What are the circumstances? What are new perspectives that can help people? Then what do you want them to feel? You see, when you ask someone, here's what I want you to know. Here's what we need to change or here's what we need to share. Here's, here, here's the opportunity that's in front of us. And when I say, what do I want you to feel? I often think about stories, stories that reinforce because you want people to feel not just hear. You want them to be inspired and feel hopeful and feel encouraged and feel motivated and feel possibility and probability. You want them to feel enthusiasm and excitement. You want them to feel resiliency and perseverance that the vision gives pain a purpose. You want people to experience that in their soul. So it moves a conversation from just the head. It also moves it to the heart. Because the heart and the head don't speak the same language. So when I think about what do I want people to feel, then I start employing stories and quotes 
and visuals. I rehearse previous experiences with the people that I'm talking to. And when you do that, you can you can grab the emotion of the room, not to manipulate it, but to lead people to wonderful, wonderful places in presentations and in conversations. Third sub point, what do I want people to do? This is the place of change. This is the place of meeting needs. This is the place of application. Real learning happens at the place of application. Real change happens at the place of application. So I've established common ground. I've met people with what they know to be true, but I want to lead them to a higher truth. I want to lead them to a new opportunity. I want to lead a conversation to a place of goal setting and growth and development. And to get to that new truth, that new opportunity, that new open door, what do I want them to know? What do I want them to feel? And what do I want them to do? And when I answer those three questions, I have more clearly moved us forward in a conversation where I've done really good listening and more intentional communication. Establish common ground, friends. Tell them what they know to be true. Point them to a healthier, more more superior perspective or thought, if you will. And to do that, tell people what you want them to know. Ask them, what do you want me to know? Tell people what you want them to feel. Ask them, how do you want me to feel about that? And then, what do you want me to do? And tell people what you want them to do. No, feel, do. All right? Get a copy of today's handwritten show notes. I think the outline will really help you. And when you, I just so encourage you to employ this. Begin to practice with your spouse, your friend. Begin to practice this with one coworker and say, hey, I'm working on more intentional communication that really moves things forward. So we grow, we develop, the organization grows and develops, and we want to do that by simply establishing common ground, telling folks what we know to be true, what they know to be true, and then point them to a new and better opportunity by no, feel, do. All right, friends, I hope that's helpful for you. Super helpful for me. It allows me to walk into my organization every Sunday with a realm of confidence about these thoughts are going to help people. And I want that for you as well. This is Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, Episode 122, Intentional Communication That Connects. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please consider sharing this with your friends with uh, co-workers, with other leaders that you know, so that we can all be better communicators. I think that would make our society a lot more effective and a lot more enjoyable. Hey, I love you, everybody. Have an amazing week and uh, can't wait to talk to you again soon. See you later, everybody.